welcome to today's episode of the Dive into Reiki Roundtable. I'm so excited. We're going to talk about a theme that I feel is pretty important and becoming more important, distance uh, session or remote session, whatever we want to call them. And for me, they were very challenging at the beginning, like, does this work? How do I do this? So I'm excited to have three wonderful women sharing this table with me. Uh, Ifetayo, Danica, Helene, thank you so much for joining me. And we're going to talk a little bit about your experience, some of your lessons, some of your biggest oops, and perhaps some of your stories that really moved you and make you go deeper into this practice. Uh, because like everything Reiki, we can go a lot deeper into distance session, and that's we're going to be talking about today. So I'm going to let yourself introduce, Ifetayo, starting with you. Yes, absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you for inviting me and us to this round table. Um, beautiful um, sister women, Reiki friends. <laughs> and um, I am Ifetayo White, and I live on St. Helena Island, South Carolina. And um, I've, this has been my home for 22 years. I moved there in um, 2000 from Washington, D.C., which is where I was first attuned, Reiki 1 and 2, um, in 1995 in um, the Western tradition and uh, on the lineage of Mrs. Takata. And um, then and I became a Reiki master in, uh, I was attuned Reiki 3 in 99 and moved to um, Beaufort, South Carolina, or St. Helena in 2000 and have been teaching there and subsequently received additional um, uh, Reiki 3 training with our beloved Franz Steiner in uh, 2020. So I'm happy to be here. See? I've been practicing for a very long time. <laughs> well, we love it. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to follow in the clock of my screen. So Danica, you're next in my screen. Okay. Hello, I'm Danica Arizola. I live in Philadelphia. I've been practicing since 2008, 2009, I think. And um, I trained with Kim Fleischer, who was the owner and founder of the Reiki School, the first Reiki School in Philly. And um, what else was I saying? What there are those things about you. Yeah, um, yeah I've been I love about Reiki, so thank you for inviting me to be here. And um, yeah. I'm at a loss right now for words, so thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Happy to be here. <laughs> oh, we'll make you talk. Don't worry. We'll make you talk soon. We'll yeah. <laughs> Helene, tell us a little bit about you. Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Helene Williams. Um, thank you for inviting me to the roundtable today. I have been practicing Reiki since 2007. Um, had a few teachers over the years, um, most recently with Ron Stina. And uh, yeah, I am um, also a registered nurse. So my background um, is heavily focused on Reiki and healthcare. And, um, but I um, have a broad background and also providing Reiki sessions for the community. I live in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Natalie. Well, thank you. And I've met all of you both in person and online, and I'm so grateful uh, to have you in my circle. Of, I consider you all friends, so you'll have to accept and survive that one. Perfect. So I want to start a little bit about distance sessions. So when I first trained, and I trained in a very Western, not the traditional Western Reiki, I trained into very more like, you know, a little bit more on the woo-woo side. Mm -hmm. And to do a distance session, I had a whole ritual and a formula of symbols. And then I had to do a lot of things and then finish with a Reiki sandwich, it was called, right? 
which worked wonderful well. As I advanced, my practice has changed a lot. So I, I wanted to ask you first to say a little bit, where did you start it? And where are you now? So I went from very busy rituals and formulas to an open myself. I just sit and do my remote sessions, right? So I wanted to check with all of you, what is the biggest thing that has changed over the years in your distant uh, work? And work is probably not the right, but- I'll, I'll step up, I'll step up because I did begin sharing distance healing in um, 95. And the biggest difference is a huge difference for me because, of course, I was trained and uh, taught in a very traditional Western way with the symbols and a proxy and uh, all of that. And now, actually, my sharing distance healing is so simpler and um, so much based in intention and oneness. Once I really get that concept that there's no space, no distance, no time between us, it just shifted everything for me, um, where I was no longer feeling as that, though I was um, sending Reiki to someone at a distance and, um, you know, doing something that I actually, the person that I was with and myself, we were here together, actually, we were one, and that it was the the strong intention that they receive what they need. And I really, I don't do much and I don't use proxies any, or anything that way, actually. I never did, even though, you know, I was taught to, I never felt that. <laughs> um, but, uh, and of course we didn't have computers at that time. We didn't have visual, it was all phone. And, um, but anyhow, so now we have a person there and it's the beauty of that oneness is even stronger because you're with a person, you know, visually. Um, and, and since the pandemic, I did, um, I did some distance healing before the pandemic, but since then my whole practice of distance healing just tripled. And um, so the capacity to practice oneness and intention um, of, sharing Reiki and just sitting in the knowing that what needs to happen will happen. And it's all been beautiful. Oh, I love that. What you say, sitting in the knowing that what will happen will happen, right? That trust in yes. the process. I yeah, love the that. Yeah. And I wanted before we move on, and I know I'm like deviating, but you, you did that when we interviewed uh, with each other. I remember you mentioned like you share not only with people, but you do this beautiful work with the sea you know, clearing those generation of people with the slave trade and yes, love about what you say and, and I'll let yeah. you know the story. It's like, it was everyone in Wobo, right? Yeah. So I'm yeah. share that a little bit about that. Yeah, that I get, I, I, that's probably um, a way of distance healing. I never thought of it that way, but I know when I moved to the coast of South Carolina in my meditations, I got very strong guidance that a part of my reason to be here was to send Reiki across the ocean, across the, across the transatlantic trans um, slave trade to really, um, to heal the energy the, and, um, and the energy of my own descendants and of all of the descendants who, from, from the enslaved folks from Africa and the trauma that um, has become a part of our psyches. So for 22 years, I've been here and blessing the waters, um, 
I take a walk at the beach practically every morning. I'm very close to the ocean. Actually, I live a mile from the ocean, but I go to a, another specific beach that I love more. Um, so it's been a beautiful, I feel blessed to have Reiki in my life um, to offer um, to the healing of, of, of that trauma. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. That ex expands so much. Again, we see remote Reiki or distance sessions as something very specific, right? But for me, mm -hmm. what you're doing is a great example of, of mm -hmm. using this practice without time or distance, right? Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, yes. Thank you. Helene, yeah. I'm looking at you. So how have your practice evolved? Because also with healthcare, I don't know how much you know distance is involved. So I'm like looking forward to hear. Yeah, uh, well, my, you know, I first started in a, a very westernized lineage. And so I had um, a whole protocol I had to follow when I started. And, you know, first of all, you know, at that time, also, there wasn't a lot of internet coverage for, you know, the symbols. So you got them from your teacher, and they were very secret, and yes. this whole other thing. And so I was a little bit intimidated by them, especially, you know, this, the distance healing symbol, because I was yes. like, oh, I'm never going <laughs> to learn that, yes. you know, and then there was this ritual that went with it. And so there was, for me, um, a lot of fear when I was doing it, because I'm like, am I doing it right? Am I connecting in the right way? And so, you know, that was always like a thing for me. Am I doing it right as I'm holding that space? And I've used teddy bears, you know, like I was trained like the teddy bear method <laughs> as the mm -hmm. surrogate, uh, the knee. I don't know if you've heard of the knee method to use yes, your yep, knee. Yes, yes. So that one too. <laughs> uh, so all those different kinds of things. So, um, but my, my practice has really transitioned a lot to just sitting in meditation um and so that there is no fear of doing it wrong of course i know the symbol by now right so um i do use that but uh it's more just like sitting in the space and sharing mm -hmm. that space becoming one with the person that i'm sharing it with um as far as reiki and healthcare um i really didn't didn't do a lot of remote sessions uh, i was like more hands-on in person for that but that doesn't mean uh that we can't and actually uh, twice a week, I share Reiki remotely with the veterans at our local VA. Oh, so, um, yeah, so it's, it's mm -hmm. been really nice because when COVID happened, I couldn't go in person there mm -hmm. uh, as I was doing. So I was able mm -hmm. to offer it to them uh, remotely. So it's kind of a combination of um, I sit with them in meditation. Um, I offer kind of like a Reiki guided meditation as I'm allowing that flow to happen to the veterans that sign on for that day. And so it's uh, it's it's interesting. I love to reflect back on those days when I you know, was so nervous about sending and memorizing the symbol and making sure everything had my my eyes dotted and my T's crossed yes, and all yes. those other things and, yes. and all the symbol crossings, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's it's definitely changed for me. Yeah, and, and I think probably at the beginning we need that, right? Because if I tell you sit there and hold someone in your heart, it makes not a lot of sense. Yes. I guess we need to deepen our practice to go there. I, I was a pillow girl. I love having a like pillow yeah. for the back. And I have to say, I'm also very open, like some I don't use proxy, but if I'm distracted, I'm gonna use my body, I'm gonna use a pillow. Mm -hmm. Like because some days I it's a session, it's 8 p.m. New York. I'm like, oh and so there is no wrong going back with from a different space which is i use them as anchors so i'm focused okay i'm like yes. i'm connecting because i'm i'm not in the right headspace so yes i go back and forth most of them 
actually for me lately it's harder with a proxy but when i'm like i have add running i'm like come my pillow you look amazing come here today. <laughs> but zoom as you said has helped a lot danica last but not least tell yeah. us a little bit about your evolution or maybe from the beginning you got something that worked for you which we're also dying to hear very, very similar to to the previous experiences very western like the chops of the starting at the knee working up the thighs that never never ever ever resonated for me I did try teddy bear that never resonated and I was taught like get a picture of the person make mm -hmm. sure you know their address um mm -hmm. and it had to be very one thing that I did that's changed a lot from the beginning was the 15 minutes every day for three days consecutive like for some reason, when my teacher taught that that was extremely important, like it had to be mm -hmm. same time, three days, consecutive days. I don't do that at all anymore. Um, I think the biggest thing that has changed was mentioned earlier is the, the trust in the interconnection of, of all things. So like mm -hmm. if I, I don't use, um, I do use a symbol um, before, um, but I sort of envision in my, like the person in my mind and um, just connect with them that way. Sometimes I might, if you walked in on me doing this, it might look very strange because I have my eyes closed. I'm envisioning them in my mind's eye, but I'm touching them like this, mm -hmm. <laughs> like they're in front of me. Yeah. So it might look weird, but um, that's worked for me um, yeah. very well. So I don't have to use any props. I just kind of see them in front of me. Um, and then, um, I think what else? I also do a weekly um, distance. Well, my idea originally was, because I work at the cancer center and at the University of Pennsylvania Hospital. And um, so every week I do, I wanted to do a distance session for the cancer patients, their families, their caregivers. And so my idea was everyone will just be lying and receiving and I'll just send Reiki to everyone. And it was very hard for people to over Zoom to be still, because they're especially because they're not Reiki practitioners. They're like, what is she doing? What am I doing lying here for an hour, right? So we started with, we do like a, some sort of meditation that gets them connected to Reiki without them understanding that they're getting connected to Reiki. And then I just guide them through a, what would be a self-practice. And everyone seems to, without really understanding what's happening, and I do send Reiki before, you know, to the session, to everyone who's registered. And it just seems to, everyone sort of feels more calm and at ease, you know, maybe less pain or whatever it is. Um, it seems to, to work uh, virtually. And I remember doing a class with, I know we said not to do this, but with Franz, before I went, like during COVID, I was going from teaching in person to teaching classes online. And I was like, how's that gonna go, right? And he's like, if everything's interconnected, then then you just trust that it's gonna work. And so I just kind of went with that. And just, yeah, the trusting in it is, has just kind of set me um, free from doing, yes. you know, from having yeah. to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> No, and, so, and I think it's it's you said like beautiful trust frees you from doing. Yeah. And then you need again years of practice to go to that trust. Like we can absolutely if someone is watching or hearing this and they have been practicing for a month, please be patient. Like yeah. use the protocol as long as you need it. 
But there is a moment where that heart opens and that's the meaning of the third symbol, right? That heart opening, that feeling of the connection, that something shifts. Yes. Uh, but it's good if you're starting to know where this goes, right? We don't need a protocol for life. And a protocol is just almost a get of getting the state of mind of interconnection. The protocol is not, you know, it's not the session to say. The protocol is just something to help you get to the space. And then in times, some people love it for life. Some people, we can get rid of it and just trust and go to the heart area, right? So I think that is is a beautiful thing. I like that. Trust. I, I think you don't, you don't get the benefits of practicing unless you practice. <laughs> yes. You won't know unless you do it. <laughs> no, that's very important. But I think when we take classes, we're often almost like made feel that we should be able to do everything because of an agreement, right? From right? the beginning. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think for me, it's funny. I when do people say, am I ready for Reiki tree? I'm like, how do you feel with distance sessions? Mm. Oh, mm. I struggle is impossible. I'm like, okay, you may want to practice distance session before you go for Reiki tree because Reiki tree is hands off. Mm -hmm. So for me, the beauty of Reiki two having a remote session is like, it's your mm -hmm. preparation, like Reiki one, all hands, Reiki two, you start letting go of the hands, Reiki three, hands off, right? Yes. And again, expanding what that concept of distance, like, you know, with the work you do, you know, with the either with the veteran, cancer people, but also with the past, with whatever we want. So this time is the first round table. I actually asked for questions. So they sent me a number of them. And uh, some of it we talk about, you know, what we use, um, but symbol or no symbol, and in this case, specifically, uh, you know, the third symbol uh, before session. Is it a must and not must? What is your personal experience? Well, here I'll I'll step in again. Um, <laughs> and again, I I do teach a lot. I te I teach individuals more than at a class, so I teach every week. I'm teaching, and and when I teach my Reiki two students, I'm you know I teach the protocol. It's this is it, and this is how you practice, and and symbols and all of it that we all know. Um, and for myself, though, at this point, I don't use the distance symbol any longer. Now, I do, I do, um, I hate to say use because that's not really the, the, the that's not the energy that I'm conveying. I'm not with the distance symbol as I was when I um, share Reiki at a distance. I, um, the distance symbol for me, I do um, bring it into focus when I am programming Reiki to go later to someone. So that's a part of my practice in the morning. If I know that someone is having surgery that day or an interview or whatever, and I'm not going to be able to um, be there with them for a session, then I will program Reiki to go there later. And that's when I am with the Reiki symbol. But, and that's just, a part of my own personal practice. <laughs> uh, and I do teach that to my students also because it, is, it was a part of the manual of my lineage, um, that particular practice with the distance symbol. Um, so that's my way of being with the distance symbol, but not when I am sharing Reiki. Um, and at a distance with someone. I love, I love it. It's about making it your own, right? So yeah. that, that is important. Mm -hmm. Helene, how, are you symbol, no symbol? Beginners, yes, no. What is your point of view on that? 
Uh, I mean, I certainly teach that when I teach, but um, it kind of depends. Like you mentioned the pillow, right? So sometimes if I feel like I need, like I'm kind of like rushed to do something or something in order to get myself settled and, you know, I meditate and then I use it to connect in that way. Mm -hmm. But uh, again, it's, it's that heart space. Like Mm -hmm. for me, it's really, um, you know, getting to know about that person and connecting in the heart space um, and just remembering that because we're already there, right? We're already one with them. Uh, and I think that's, you know, the beauty of practicing year after year after year after mm-hmm. year and and trusting, like you said in the very beginning, trusting that, you know, it's, it's going to do exactly what it needs to do. And we don't have to do a lot of ritual anymore once you um, start to, yes. to work with it in that way, we just yeah. trust. Um, but like with the veterans on Tuesdays and Thursdays, I, I don't use the symbol. You know, I just, we connect in that heart space. It's usually um, the same people that come every week, you know, and they, they just tune in and they're like, I don't know. I'm not sure what's happening, but I feel super <laughs> yes. relaxed and, you yeah. know, and, and yeah. we love it. And we look forward to every Tuesday and Thursday. And so, you know, I know that it's working. Um, and so I, th- I think it just comes with experience, you know, but so sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, it kind of, kind of depends, uh, either way it works perfectly fine as it needs to. Amazing. Danica. I, I use the symbol, not because I think I need to use it for distance Reiki to work. I use it more to almost like a cue of like, this is what's gonna happen. Um, And to center myself, uh, I teach my students absolutely because it was how I was taught. And I think in order to uh, let go of something, you have to actually have a structure to let go of. So I definitely say use it (laughs) when you're first beginning to to figure out how to to make it your own. Um, And do I think it's necessary to use it? No, I, I enjoy using it though. I am, um, you know, some like drawing in the air, like I'm yeah. fancy about it. <laughs> and, it and it makes, it feels, um, sometimes I'll draw it on my hands or, you know, put it on my heart um, just because I'm like a physical person. So it makes mm-hmm. me feel more embodied by it. But, and I think, you know, from what you're all saying, like the symbol, doesn't have the power, but they allow us to get to the state of mind we need. And for example, and the way I'm teaching now is I give them a protocol and I give them three options, right? So this is the very, when you're starting and you're scared, this is, if you're feeling a little bit more there and this is where you want to go, which is holding the space. But I encourage people to meditate with that third symbol a lot, to just be more connected to that state of mind and have that taste of the heart because if you had told me when I started, especially when I started Reiki, I wasn't very connected to anything, not even myself, especially not myself. If you had told me connect to your heart, I'll be like, <laughs> you know, like I will not even understand what that meant. <laughs> so I, I think the beauty of that, you know, and thank God you're like a lot more like open hearted people than I was in my 30s working advertising. <laughs> but I really didn't understand. So for me, the beauty of that third symbol is, okay, the symbol is not a key to open that. Well, it's a key to open a door, but it's, it's not like the symbol is not like the, distance phone number that we call right the symbol is there to allow you to reach a state of mind right and so I think and from what you're talking is what we're all saying but if someone is watching this and they're starting like the symbol the power of the symbol is not in the symbol it's 
in bringing you to the right state of mind. Yeah. So in my mm -hmm. case, I teach that, but also give them the two options. And I try to point the way, like, don't confuse this. You know, the power, the power is not in the symbol is what I'm mm -hmm. always want to try to tell them because I think sometimes we put too much power in the symbols and the symbols without you practicing them are worthless, right? The symbol, if they're not being embodied by you, they are beautiful drawings. Yes, exactly. If anyone thinks differently, I'm very happy to discuss it over email. Do not get offended. Take everything with a grain of salt. <laughs> I know we all have very different trainings. Um, okay, this question has been, and I think honestly, like it has many answers. There is no right or wrong answer. Authorization. Can we send and share Reiki with or without authorization? Lineages have very different rules. As you said, Danica, when you started, you even had a rule of three days, 15 minutes every hour, which mm -hmm. I haven't heard. And I train in... No, 15 minutes at the same time every day. Exactly. So, so like, if it was like from 12 to 12.15 and the person had to be there in receiving mode, yeah. you know, like it was very structured. Sure you had the authorization. And I still teach and I, have, and I do have my students practice that way. And then also like you, I, I sort of encourage them to imagine for themselves what else, like how else could this look for you? You know, yeah. because it's going to be different for everybody and every situation. If you're Perfect. sending to someone who's never, you know, like, I don't know, lives across the world, you're in different time zones, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> I actually like living with people. I, I'm going to start this one. I like, I don't ask authorization, but if I'm sharing Ricky with someone, I like them to know because I feel they're more active. They're active receivers. And for me, the difference between someone saying, oh, share some me Ricky, and someone who's actively receiving is very different. So for me, it's not about authorization. It's about empowering the people to receive mm -hmm. and have a moment to reconnect with themselves. Um, if not, honestly, I, like if I tell you, I do a lot of sharing you know, with the world and with every being. Every time I practice, I practice for myself and every being. I don't ask authorization mm. for that. Yes. And my mom, who hates Reiki and thinks it's brujeria, <laughs> witchcraft, I may hold her in my space of light. I don't ask, but again, I don't force it either, right? So I don't know what is your approach. And Helene, this time I started with you. I'm changing the name. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, yeah, I I don't. I mean, of course, if a client wants a session, of course they know about it and we schedule a time and, and we chat on Zoom and then I do the session uh, after we chat for a little bit and then we check in again. But um, I mean, if I send Reiki to my daughter in California, I don't call her up and say, I'm going to send you Reiki, you need to lie down, you know, that whole thing. Um, I just say, you know, I've sent you Reiki today and she's like, okay. Uh, but also there's a lot of times when I don't ask, there's, there's people that, you know, I live in the city now. So I hear ambulances go past my house all the time. And so it might be a few minutes, but I'm sending, actively sending Reiki to the whoever has passed by in the, in the ambulance, right? And the crew and the nurses that are going to be receiving that patient, you know? So, the, uh, you know, of course you can't call and ask them, but it's just that heartfelt intention that they're, they're going to receive that, that loving and healing energy. So I'm not a big believer in, you know, that you have to call the person up and they have to lie down and, you know, uh, because I'm sending Reiki to people all the time that don't even know that they're receiving it. And it's not, it's not a manipulation of energy, you know, it's not like we're taking things out or putting things in. It's sharing that, that love and compassion from the heart space. 
Um, I think if you're doing some kind of energy work where you're manipulating things, that's a lot different. Um, so that's, that's how I practice. Um, because I just send, I send a lot to people I, I don't even know. Yes. I, I, I love what you said. We don't manipulate, right? We hold the space. We love and compassion. So that's a big difference. And also I'm going to take advantage. So when I started Reiki, they told me never share Reiki with people driving because it will crash. Oh, right. Well, you know, but it's a myth. So I think it's a great example. That is a myth, right? So that that is that is a myth. So don't I see something broken down on the side of the freeway? I always said, like I'm yes. like sending Reiki all over. That I've never heard that. No, no, wow. that was my training. We'll have like yeah, but my training was like use the second symbol, clap three times, and you'll find your keys. So my training was a little bit, a little. I can almost understand why my mom will think it's witchcraft. Like, oh my God, I use a symbol to find my keys, right? <laughs> so my training was, but so like, again, we are like, and we've heard all of us this thing, like sharing Reiki is like sharing light, right? Like yes. you're not, and as Helene said it very well, we're not manipulating energy. We're not doing, we're offering light. Whoever needs it can take it or they cannot take it. It's not, we're not yeah. trying to fit it in. So I think that was a great story, Helene. Thank you. And I will mm -hmm. do that. I do it the homeless in the subway. We are like, so they're like, yesterday, no one is sitting from the, this guy. I'm like, okay, I'm the dog. It's empty. This is the only space where like the guy, I can, he's not too stinky. So I sit in front of him and then they're holding the space, right? Also, honestly, it makes me feel safer. Like I go to my space. I'm like, I'm sharing Ricky with this man. He's passed out. You know, there is no way, like with the bottle of alcohol literally next to him, there is no way he can have authorization, right? No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. My yeah, I just put a disclaimer of um, may this Reiki be connected to whoever, whatever, if they are open to receiving it. And I used to do that because I was so afraid of like, if I send this without getting consent and then something bad's going to happen. I don't, I no longer do that either. Um, if I'm doing a Reiki circle with a bunch of people and, you know, we say, you know, because you speak aloud and say who you want to send Reiki to, I will use that just because it's nice to sort of declare it verbally out into the universe. But I don't think that you need to have um, permission. I think whenever you can, sure, but I don't think it's necessary. I think of it as like, you know, when people say, oh, I'm praying for you or, and you're like, don't pray for me. You know, I've, I've, heard those situations um i think if it's more of like a loving intention and that if the person really isn't open to receiving it they're not it's not going to affect them either way so you're sending out love and healing and light and it's going to land where it's intent you know where it's supposed to so that's how i think of it <laughs> if it that you huh Oh. I love it when everyone's shared it and all it's all is my experience also of and that open heart piece resonates so much with me because I can feel that with all of us and most of the practitioners I know we want to do something we want to you know um, support and uplift and and so for me when Reiki came into my life it was like I have something that I can share um, when without permission, I didn't feel because I always prayed for people. So for me, it was an extension of prayer life um, where mm -hmm. I felt I could do something without doing something, you know, I could make, I can offer, I can offer something. So 
yeah, I'm I'm really um, uh, I'm favor, I, and I've always practiced sharing Reiki without permission, you know, except for those times where I do want that deeper engaging and um, and and setting a time with someone that they will be present. Um, whether it's a client or a friend or family member where we can be present at the same time in the sharing. So every day you're sharing Reiki. I, I wait, at least I do. And sounds like everyone else at the sound of an ambulance at, at the ocean at the, um, you know, every, with, I see dead animals and I'm sharing Shokare. I don't know why I've always done that Shokare <laughs> because it's for me. That's a, yeah. Back to the earth. I'm yeah. I'm still in that ambulance things because in New York there are like so many like sirens all the time and then they annoy me. So I think that's gonna be a practice I'll adopt Helen from you. I'll steal because I think it's gonna change my relationship with New York sirens a lot. Yeah. <laughs> like I think we I think we really limit ourselves, you know, when we say, you know, we have to do it like a formal this and this and this because um, like yesterday we were at a basketball game, a, a girls high school basketball game. And, and at the far end bleachers, there's a, a man at the very top who collapsed. Right. And, and there were all these people around him and, and I was just like, okay, I know what I can do. Yes. Right. I can, I can just start, yes. start sharing. Right. Um, yes. uh, with intention and, and heartfelt compassion. Yes. And, you know, it, it took about it seemed like a long time. I was probably like 20 minutes or so, but you know what? He, he just, he was like flat out and all of a sudden he just sat up, you know, he sat up and uh, the ambulance came and um, they got him down, but he, he seemed fine. And I was like, you know, did, did that Reiki contribute to that? I think so. A yeah. little bit. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it certainly doesn't hurt, but those are always things that we can do. Uh, and I think we really limit ourselves when we don't open our hearts in that way. I mean, I do it all the time at the grocery store, oh, yeah. you know, wherever I might be. It's just yes. because um, you, everybody needs it. And I'm, I'm also, I'm not a TV person, a big TV person or news, but I don't shy away from the news as I used to. I felt very like, I can't, I can't. But something clicked in me one day to say, whatever you encounter, Ife Tile, you can share Reiki with it. And mm -hmm. that is going to um, bring healing to whatever the situation. So if I happen to watch the news or read the paper, then that's where I go. I just go to Reiki instead of in my head about, you know, how bad, how awful, how whatever. And I've been just grateful to, to um, feel as though I'm contributing to the pool of love and oneness, oneness of healing in the universe. So that's one of my ways of sharing Reiki also at the news. <laughs> I also think, for instance, I'm a massage therapist. And yeah. even though I'm not intentionally doing Reiki, people will say, your hands are so hot. Mm -hmm. And I know, I know that's Reiki, but I'm not turning it on. It's just coming through. So I think they didn't give me permission and I wasn't my intention to do it, but because it came through, I'm not going to be like, okay, turn it off. You know, I think it's just like, it just does, knows what it's supposed to do. Yes. <laughs> but as, I, as I hear in a way, What's coming to me is permission is very linked to results, right? 
like or to expectation of a shift or something like so when we let go of the expectation of changing healing fixing then that authorization makes a lot less sense and i think the more we really are attached to that idea of authorization it's a little bit link of the idea that we're doing something mm. so now i have never thought it like that it's like we actually then we need even when we think about authorization we need to make sure we're not thinking we're doing something, you know, like we need to just be because we're respectful, we want active recipients, it's part of our protocol, but not, it, it can even lead to confusion instead of the state of mind of what we're doing in the practice. So, you know, all about authorization if we feel it's right, but do never think we're doing something or like being attached to results. Just that can be a layer of that authorization that I had not thought about. And, mm. and now I'm even a little bit more iffy about it, right? <laughs> Because we we tend at the beginning, I think for the first three, four years, well, we want Reiki to work so badly. And that's part yeah. of the process. And that's part mm, of your yeah. journey. And if you some people don't feel it from day one, I admire those people. I wasn't one of them. And I don't meet many of them as my students. Mm-hmm. So really pointing the way towards that and knowing that there's a normal part, but sometimes you know, there's a moment where we need to move on from that. Perfect. So I would do the same Reiki protocol. Well, like starting at the head, you know, all the positions, like, because I worked at the Reiki school, I was doing sessions like every day, all day, but I never varied. Like it was, but I learned so much. And I think through that, you can learn to be like, okay, I can let go of this because just because you don't do this exact thing doesn't mean that they're not it isn't going to work. But I was so afraid of it, like you said, of it not working, that if I didn't start at the head that, oh, it's going to go wrong. You know, mm-hmm. as a beginner practitioner, I was very mm-hmm. in my box of structure. <laughs> I was sense, right. So you learn to draw, drawing yeah. and drawing and drawing, drawing, like I'm going to do Helene, I'm going to do you, I'm going to do Ifeta, you exactly like they are. And then when you have that hand, that that ability in the hand, you can start to create better things, right? And you're going to go deeper than if you start from the beginning doing weird lines. Yes. So I, I yeah. think, for example, with distance sessions at the beginning, what the protocol gives you is, is that structure, as you said, that you need to be able to familiarize with the practice and do and do. And then you can either use it with a little bit of a deeper understanding of the practice, let it go or do a little bit like we do. Like sometimes we go back to that pillow or that protocol mm-hmm. because we're a little... And not let the ego say, like, I wasn't using a pillow. I'm not going back to the pillow, right? So we need to also be very, like, leave the ego aside. I do think Zoom has transformed things. Hmm. Uh, because now I do have to come and put some makeup on before I do my session, which before. <laughs> but that visual connection That's from beautiful. me. Thank you. Yeah, but yeah, but usually I used to give like sessions like in my bed, like now, right? <laughs> so, but that visual connection. It's easier to connect to someone that you see. And I think in Fetaju, you mentioned that, although yeah. I miss the days of not having anyone in front and just mm-hmm. be no computer, nothing. I don't use Zoom for mine. Well, I people like Zoom. I offered both. I, and I, I, just, don't, I just don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> I'll after, yeah, I'll do a Zoom after if they want to do a check in. Like I usually yeah. do a check in of like, this is what, you know. This is what I felt or saw. Like, do you want to? Do you have any questions or something? But I don't. I don't do the Zoom during the session. Well, I found that um, I was. It was requested of me. I. I wasn't a big yeah. 
Zoom person or computer person, actually, y'all wouldn't believe it, but I wasn't, you know, because I'm on Facebook a lot, but it, I just wasn't. And, um, but the request for Zoom and what I, what I, my practice is to record the session, even though there's no talking, mm -hmm. but people refer back to the energy of the session. I've gotten that feedback, you know, they that. felt that to be very helpful. Um, so I, and, and even though we are, you know, face to face, my eyes are closed, really. I close my eyes most of the whole time. And Donica, like you, I'm often use, moving my hands, you know, wherever my intuition or guidance is having. Sometimes I'm just sitting in meditation with my hands here, Sharon Reiki, but often I will get guided to kind of put my hands in different places. Um, but they have the recording. And I think, I don't know, I think that may be what people wanted. Maybe that's what they were requesting. And so I'm comfortable with I that think, now. Yeah. Yeah, I think Zoom yeah. came part of my practice because people, especially because now people are asking for an hour session. Yes. And that's a shift from the pandemic. Before it was half an hour. Now a lot of people yes. want an hour. Yeah. So like Helena, start with a meditation, especially if you're a new client. I'm like, mm -hmm. I we're going to start with a meditation yeah. and then we go and then, further sessions maybe, but I think for people when they invest a one hour, especially with the cost of life, like they're investing, it's almost like for them, I feel the Zoom gives them like, okay, she's there, she's not having my party and I'm paying, like it gives them. So for me, when I think of Zoom, I honestly, as I say, I prefer to be in my house, like, you know, with crazy whatever. And I, I, I am visual, so I always needed like a picture uh, to stay focused in that image in my heart. But I think for them, for the people receiving the session is being, and not everyone, but for many of them, it's very important and they, they receive more actively and they, they feel it more. And mm -hmm. I know we shouldn't get attached, but they, they're more comfortable with having distant Reiki now than they were three, four years ago in my experience. And that's, again, very limited. Mm -hmm. and, yeah, I don't say, I don't say if they want that, I don't go, no, I'll, I'm open to it. My preference is to not. Yes. Yeah, yeah that, that's, I think that's all our preference. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. I, a lot of times yeah. I'll, yeah, I don't want to interrupt. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I wasn't saying anything important, but oh. okay. No, I a lot of times I'll just connect in the beginning on Zoom, and then we'll go off, and then I'll do a phone call afterwards. So just so we can chat and see each other and kind of get yeah. that feel. Yeah. Um, um, because I, I think um, there was one session that I had a little trouble with Zoom, but I'll talk about that later. I think you might be asking a question about that, Natalie. Mm. <laughs> about maybe a, an experience that we have that maybe didn't go exactly the way that we thought it would. <laughs> That's where we're going right now. I, I think, yeah, I, the, first I wanted to give one tip, like one simple tip. And obviously we know practicing every day, but one tip that has helped you in your practice. And then we're going to go for that last round question, Helene is pointing okay. out. If I tell you one tip. Oh, one tip. Um, for me, the embodying of oneness, the embodying of no separation has been the biggest change, the biggest gift for me in my practice, embodying no, no separation. Lovely. Danica, one tip. Um, so for distance sessions, my tip would be to deepen your connection with the essence of Hanshazation in, bring it into your practice. 
become familiar with the, the expanse, you know, the expansiveness of how it feels, get comfortable with it because it can feel weird. Like, you know, just become familiar with it, make it your friend. And um, yeah, the more you can trust in the interconnection of all things, there's really nothing to worry about. You can feel really confident in, in that whatever you do is going to be received in a healing, you know, positive way to the person that you're sending to. Elaine. I would say um, always remember to uh, work with the precepts every single day, because I think, like I said in the very beginning, for me, when I, I learned uh, all the symbols, I was very worried about everything. And I think that the more that you work with the precepts, you're going to be more comfortable also with sharing uh, Reiki remotely and just trusting. And, and you'll be able to just fall into that space without worrying about, did I draw this wrong or did I draw that wrong? And just trusting and knowing that it works. So really, really working with the precepts. Love that. And I'm between two tips, so I don't know which one to say. I think the first one is focus. So always check that you're focused, like at the beginning. Then we go into the state of mind and use whatever ritual or tools you need to stay focused. Don't rush. Um, but I think the other thing is like also receive. So I, often we share Reiki sessions, mm -hmm. receive from different practitioners and notice how different their energy is and how lovely it is. Like exchange, do a lot of exchange as well and, and receive as well as offer. A lot of times we become Reiki too. We offer a bunch of distance sessions. We never receive one. So I will encourage people to receive as well from their fellow practitioners. And the focus is because I'm obsessed with focus, which sometimes, you know, it's, it's a hard thing for me after 15 minutes. Mm. And some days I'm like an hour, two hours, like, woo, it's amazing, right? So probably being honest where we are. So I wanted to finish and I do this with every interview, with everything, right? You are all amazing humans, practicing for years, have a very strong practice. So someone who's starting is going to say like, oh my God, you know, like I can never reach that level or whatever, like I'm struggling. So I want you to share one story of a, an oops for a remote session or the concept of remote Reiki, something you did uh, that you're like, either you grew out of it or were always a funny story, honestly. Something is like, okay, not everything always goes perfectly when it comes to Reiki and that's okay. I'll go first <laughs> um, and I'll follow up on my, I'll follow up on my Zoom. <laughs> so it was like one of the first times I had used Zoom uh, for a remote session. And I was, I was, I was like, well, of course I'm going to do it for the whole entire session. And so we connected, we chatted, and then um, the person who was receiving put their laptop like uh, on top, I guess on top of their legs. So all I could see was was up the person's nose. <laughs> it was like the, the only thing I could see was their nose, like looking this way, right? And so it was very hard for me to stay focused because I was just like, oh my gosh, like I'm just looking at their nose the entire time. So it's just, it, I had to laugh because, okay, well, this is a lesson that I've learned. Like we had to figure out a way with the camera so that, that we're not looking at something. Um, of course, it, the session went well, but it was it was just like, initially I was like, oh my gosh, I'm just going to be looking at this person's nose the entire time. <laughs> that is hilarious. But again, you know, that's that happens in Reiki. Every thing, and that is a funny one. And a very practical advice. Thank you for sharing that. <laughs> Well, my story, um, 
I'm a morning person. I'm, I get up really early and I, uh, most of my distance sessions are morning. People ask for morning, 9.30, 10. But um, I have been requested later in the day and my energy begins to wane around 3.30 or 4 and I often will take a nap so I could have the rest of the day because that's just how I am built. Well, I, I had an, a later like 5.36 session, distance healing. And in the meditative state, I went to sleep. So I, I just went so in, I, I literally went to sleep. And I, <laughs> <laughs> well, I was sharing Reiki and I trust the Reiki was still flowing. And, mm. but I did wake myself up. I mean, it was that automatic response of, oh my God, <laughs> you know, my, I felt my head had dropped and everything. And I was <laughs> Her eyes were closed. She was on the bed. She didn't see. I know she got it in the recording, but I guess. But that was just, <laughs> that was my. So I'm always cognizant in the evening when I share Reiki um, at a distance. I have to have had a nap or really just keep myself awake uh, because I can easily go to sleep in that meditative sharing state. Uh, so that, that was my, that's the one experience that I, that to me was the funniest because I my head did literally jerk my head up <laughs> when I woke up. So funny. I um wait, was it my turn? Yes. Okay. I I don't have like a good funny story. Um, it doesn't have to be funny. It can I, be I have I have fallen asleep. Um if I do the late <laughs> I have done that. Um and the the other thing I've done is if a friend asks me to send Reiki, I will go, yes, of course. Um, and then we'll agree. They'll say, can you do it at this time? Maybe for something specific and I'll forget. So then when I remember, I'll do it, even though it's the same day. So when we talked about like letting go of, you know, time, space, whatever, I, I just had to learn to like, whenever I did it, it's fine. <laughs> But I have forgotten, like, no, just with friends, like, send me Reiki and I'll go, yes, right now. And then, you know, go make a cup of coffee or whatever it is, you know, because I'm distracted. But so I have done that and then had to make up for it later. Well, you ladies are making me feel so much better. <laughs> check, 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 sleep, like with friends. I, I think the only thing, like, I remember, because I can't, Beyond like having to make sure I don't drink a lot of coffee before a session, which I've learned not to do because then I come back, I'm present, but it's like Amazon come back. Like, so it's, it's not as pleasant. It takes a little bit more work. I think the only thing that was very funny is at the beginning, I was told I needed the address, right? The exact address. And I had this idea, this person lived in Brooklyn and I didn't ask for the address. I'm like, oh, whatever. Like, oh my, because I knew her, it was like a friend. So I do the session. And at that time, I again, I'm very visual, as you can see from the drawings. I imagining this beam of light connecting. I think I was in Lower Manhattan with Brooklyn over the river. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing stuff. And, and also, like, I'm a very dramatic. So I was like, at that time, I, I feel a lot, right? So I'm feeling the heart connection. And the Brooklyn house, and I visualizing this light filling to the window, going to my friend. <laughs> then with that, he's like, oh, I really enjoyed the session. I'm like, yeah, I was visualizing, you know, the connection to Brooklyn. I'm like, I'm in, in Europe. I'm like, oh. <laughs> 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 so she, 
she so, got the session. She built it. <laughs> like, and that was like, I guess it was a good Maybe way to now the Brooklyn Bridge is like lit up. <laughs> yeah, rainbows, right? Like, and I'm like, what made me that? Like, I was so sure that that bridge of light wasn't doing the trick, right? <laughs> so I don't ask for addresses anymore. <laughs> But I think this is a great example. Again, we need to soften into remote healing. Sometimes we're going to fall asleep. It happens. Sometimes people don't get the text, like get ready when you will use text. And then right. they're like, they're gone somewhere else instead of having this. So a lot of things are going to happen and we just need to go with it, right? Yeah. yeah. I think compassion. Show compassion for ourselves, mm -hmm. as we say in our precepts. You know, that has just, lifted my whole life mm -hmm. <laughs> of just share compassion with myself and all others. It's just, it has been a game changer for me. So, you know, anything can happen and this is just what happened and it's all good, you know. And being flexible, you know, just be flexible. Yeah. yeah. Like it doesn't have to be this rigid way. Right. Just be flexible, find your way, what feels right for you. And Absolutely. try to take your naps or not to too much coffee. Just <laughs> yes. napping and coffee. That's very important, right? And, and I think also again with and I think that's also important, like with regular sessions, right? Not do as like a reading, like then call on the phone and I fell off his bar. Like also the way we communicate. Mm -hmm. you know, we have to follow the same very positive language, like empowering people to have what they felt versus, you know, then calling them and overwhelming them, yeah. especially after if it's a session agreement with time, they may be like, and we're yes. excited and we call them, hey, by the way, that heart of yours, yeah, that's one thing that I do too, is like, I, I have the client call me when they, when they're ready, mm -hmm. so that if they fall asleep right. or whatever, that they can call me back afterwards and then we connect. So, because I don't want to disturb them if they mm -hmm. happen to fall asleep or whatever. Yeah. I, I take their own votes after and yeah I do the same like you let me know when is a good time to, to discuss whatever why didn't I think of that ever I'm like I'm so stealing that from both of you because I'm a massage therapist so I take notes I like to, I take notes after every session so it's just a habit but my teacher taught us as practitioners like as Reiki like we had to take notes like as if we were you know like soap notes we had to do for every session yes it's nice if you work with someone over time because then you have this like history of what mm -hmm. happened with the session mm -hmm. so it's nice to you you can yeah. like go back and reference it awesome yeah. okay we are reaching to the end which is breaking my heart because i feel we have five minutes talking now close to an hour uh so final parting words um to close this and it can be anything from i hated being here to Keep on practicing. I just want to say I'm just filled with gratitude for the opportunity. So thank you. And it was nice spending a Sunday afternoon with you all. So thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. And I, yeah. um, I just love to share, um, encourage everyone who's watching the video to enjoy your Reiki practice. Just mm -hmm. be in joy with wherever you are in your practice and um, know that it's just gonna get better and better. That's just real. And uh, and I love that. So thank you. Thank you for letting us share. 
Yeah, thank you, Natalie. Thank you, everybody else. It was is nice meeting everybody. Mm -hmm. And um, I'd say just be compassionate to yourself. You know, uh, think that's how you learn. So mm -hmm. when things don't go exactly the way that you think they're going to go, like let go of expectation, uh, be flexible, go with the flow, um, and be kind to yourself. Yay. Thank you so much. And there are no words to express my gratitude. I reached out to all of you and you said yes. And you've been so accommodating. And really, really thank you. I admire you so much, the three of you. So I'm grateful. And anyone watching this episode, if you have any questions regarding the remote session or any opinion, feel free to share. Again, just understand these are really based on our own personal practice. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we can get a little bit defensive when we hear something very different. I just invite you again to bring a lot of compassion to soften and listen. Some things may resonate immediately. Some things you may think were aliens and they may resonate in 10 years, right? So a lot of times when I go to Marshall, I'm a sensei, I'm very, she knows I'm like not really talented. She points things to me. And sometimes it took me four years, five years to get some of her stuff. Mm -hmm. mm. But, I, but I still remember then they got. So just bring an open mind to this and any other experience or tip that you would love to share. I'm very happy to put in the comment section or share them in social media as well. So we keep on sharing as a community and growing together. Thank you, ladies, so much. I don't want to let you go. I'm so happy when I see your beautiful faces. <laughs> Thank, Thank you, Natalie. Hey, everybody. Bye.